0: <laughs> Welcome newcomers.
1: The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it.
2: Of that's a wrap podcast i'm your co-host jay Rosales. we are wow we are in the same week that christmas is taking place this is that's freaking crazy. me out a bit i should Christ probably always. start shopping
0: in a couple of in a, in a week and a bit it's going to be the end of a decade that's the uh, more crazy. That wow ancient <laughs> right oh my god wow
1: the 2020s we're in the Oh, God, who's like a reporter for, for the show 2020, like Stone Phillips or something? We're in, the, we're in the, that era of, of the world, just 2020. You know, I everything a, in hindsight. I'm going to be
2: hearing
0: all a, kinds of hindsight is 2020 jokes all year long. Uh, I have a weird nerd question. Uh, actually, no, it's just a question, to be honest. Um, uh, what does it mean if you're... So if you're past the 2000s, we're already in the 21st century, right? Is yes. that how that works? Yes. So in 1999, yes. we were in the 20th century. And then when we hit yeah. 2000, we were in the 21st century. The 21st, century. yeah. Because That's the awesome. first century is
1: 0 to 100.
0: Man, I was yeah. like wrapping my head around. I was talking to my, my wife. and I was like, I don't understand. Wow, okay. (laughs) Anyways, uh, happy holidays, guys. Please don't edit
2: that out. I know, I won't, I
0: won't. (laughs) Happy holidays, guys. This is a That's a Wrap podcast. This is a podcast for fans, by fans, and all three of us, Jay, Dre, and I are huge fans of the rappers and we're huge fans of the NBA. Uh, we're also, uh, some of us are huge fans of Seinfeld. I have no idea. I've never watched it before. But we're going to get into that. This is our Sunday edition of That's a Rap. I'm so glad that you guys are with us. Make sure to uh, check us out on Twitter at That's a Rap Pod. You can email us at That's a Rap Podcast at gmail.com. For this special holiday edition of that's right, right before Christmas, right before you guys are putting in that roast in the oven or whatever you guys are celebrating, uh, in these in these holidays, in these festive times, uh, with your family, with your loved ones. Uh, I'm glad that you are spending some time with us too. You'd be doing anything. Uh, I'm sure some, you know, we have. <laughs> I'm sure Adam is pumping weights right now, but uh, <laughs> you, you guys could be doing anything right. Now, but you're you're hanging out with us, and we love hanging out with you guys. So let's get right into this. Giddy up. Uh, our boy Dre was at the. I don't know if you guys were were seeing this at all, but there there wasn't much press, so which is kind of crazy. But Serge Baca came up with a documentary, and which premiered at TIFF. I'm not too sure what it's called, but they had a Anything whole bunch. Is possible. It's called Anything Is Possible. That's a great. That's a great title. Um, but there was all these Raptors, uh, 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 not alum, but all these players and coaches that went to that premiere, and our boy Dre was working at TIFF. Bro, tell us how that was,
1: man. Well, uh, TIFF is very hush-hush. They never really tell employees what's going on because they obviously don't want word of mouth to spread. So, you know, I I kind of didn't put two and two together when it's like, you got to take the shift. It's hosted by TSN. You know, for some reason, I'm thinking film-related stuff. I'm not thinking of the Sports Network TSN. But I get there, and there's this big poster board for Serge Ibaka, anything is possible. So it's like... Oh, and I look down, there's a red carpet. Oh, damn, okay, so <laughs> Serge Ibaka might show up. No, Serge Ibaka shows up. Mark Gasol shows up. Kyle Lowry, Patrick McCaw, Ujian Um, God, Norman Powell. Uh, Masai Ujuri himself was there. Assistant coaches were there. Uh, God, who am I missing? Boucher, I believe, was there. Uh, God, everybody, and wives and girlfriends included, and family and friends, showed up to this thing and i was helping be in charge of red carpet closure. so uh i had to set up these stanchions and help guide guests that were perhaps starstruck you know you have to keep this area empty la-di-da uh open up stanchion areas if um agents or uh tsn representatives wanted to to coincide with off the red carpet or on the red carpet depending where they needed to go so i was like literally centimeters away from these players so i can successfully now say i'm taller than kyle lowry which is pretty pretty weird i'm around the same night as norman powell at the same height as norman powell um and you know you see these players on on the court but like God, standing right next to Marcus All is pretty intimidating. The guy is really tall oh, and man, lanky. Imagine. Yeah, you know, the height makes him lankier. But, um, you know, then you have uh, Serge Bach, who was, you know, he dresses so sharp. So he's got like this, this crazy suit on, and he's just like so thin, so tall. Like it's, it was just crazy. So, You know, afterwards, the red carpet closed. I had to go upstairs. Lo and behold, there they were, drinking, having some wine, popcorn, celebrating. The documentary itself was rather short. It must have been like around 40 minutes. I didn't get a chance to see it myself. But afterwards, they brought the championship trophy for uh, the VIP guests that went. There weren't that many. There were maybe 60 people. I think I must have been through some sort of an event. But they could take pictures with the trophy. And guess who got to take one? With the Larry O.B. (laughs) And the best part is the players were milling around while people were taking pictures with the championship trophy. And guess who decided to crash the line? Serge himself kept asking his loved ones, come take a picture. Come over here. Get over here. It was the coolest thing. Like they're just walking around celebrating with fans this film this trophy so as a raptors fan obviously because i'm here as a cinema fan obviously because of everything else that i do this was like
0: top notch this was fantastic that's awesome man i can't imagine like i know that some people get awestruck and starstruck by by actors and celebrities and whatnot if i got to meet well okay so preface this that Jay and I used to work for for the Raptors and we got to right. sometimes get, uh, watch uh, players um, warm up, uh, but it's a little bit different when you see uh, players and celebrities that you admire outside of what they normally do. So I, I can just imagine seeing all these players that we watch on a regular basis at like a function at like in in you know fancy clothes and drinking. Popping bottles and like eating popcorn and watching movies like that's such a it's such a cool thing to to have to must have witnessed and seeing someone like Marcus Speaking about seeing the Lario B, I got to see the Lario B when they were doing that whole display outside of uh, Scotiabank Arena when you got mm-hmm. to like take pictures and see the banner. And then uh, outside uh, behind the Lario B, you got to see like the, the shoes, I guess, the the shoes and the jersey and the kind of like the locker room setting of the Raptors. And then beside it was uh, Marcus Sols, And then I was looking at Marcus Sols' shoe, which is like bigger than my <laughs> face. And it was like a size 15 or something like that. And I just imagined seeing him in real life. Like, that's really cool, man. Again, like we're just fans here, you know. And when you see someone like you know Gasol and and, and OG and like it's it's really cool. Like I, I can't. I'm I'm so I'm jealous, but I'm also very very happy that you got to witness that, man.
1: Yeah, to see these people in like their their element because they're not like playing games. They're not like with their game faces on and trying to be determined. They're just with the people that they love, having a good time. It's a different perspective that's really crazy because I've obviously seen these players before. I've seen. I've gone to games with them, like, the last year or so, but, like, to see them like this, this is where it's, like, oh, my God, like, this is where it becomes, like, you're not, like, watching the players you're seeing on TV. This is just them being them, and that's when it gets, like, really surreal.
0: Right. Like, I know that, Jay, you you just got a chance to do um, some media coverage during that Houston game, but... I, I feel like it's a little bit different. Like, like it's still really exciting to see, but you were see the coaches and and being able to ask questions. But I feel like it, there is a disconnect where you you don't want uh, it's, to. It's it's still a job, right? Like when you when you were yeah there exactly yeah. So it must it must have been cool in both ways. But you know like, uh, Dre like I, I don't know how it might have, must have been when you're like wait a second is are is this like a documentary for for Surge and is it's only Surge coming and then Masai comes through the through the door? Like, come on, bro.
1: Yeah, we didn't know who was going to show up because, I mean, there was, like, a list, which I can't go too deeply into, but, like, at at, at one point, we were tossing the word around the ambassador. We weren't sure if Drake was going to show up. Like, we oh. just didn't know, like, if... um Because, you know, at first, the, the certain people were Surge, Masai, Lowry. That was it. Suddenly the first person there is Marcus Saul, And it's like, I turn around and suddenly I'm looking up and it's like, oh my God, when did you get here? Like, (laughs) wow. Okay, it started. Here we go. And then OG comes in. You know, he's got like his popped collar. He's got his hat on, his glasses. He's almost unrecognizable. The security guard's like, oh, OG's here. And I'm looking at him and he's like, oh, Janet no, I know who that is. I didn't see him though. He walked right past you. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. And I was like, what? I just let this guy in and it was OG. I didn't even see him. And then he came back later. It's like, oh, yeah, that is him. Because, you know, he was so dressed up with his hat on and everything. And, you know, he walked right past you and he's so shy. Yeah. He just would never have known. Yeah. So, you know, it, it was quite a blur. Obviously, I wasn't, like, talking to these guys. I was still working. So I was just yeah trying to sure. be, you know, the red carpet, you know, figure just standing there making sure everything was fine. And that's it. It was still pretty crazy, though, right?
0: This is this is a
2: safe place, Dre. Is this uh, a documentary you would recommend?
1: I haven't seen it. Uh, I was I was still working, oh. so unfortunately, yeah, I didn't see it.
0: So oh, okay. it's I sucked. thought I was putting on no. the spot there. <laughs> 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 No, No, no,
1: it seems like it's very short, so it's probably um, I don't know because when they were watching the movie, I, I had my break because I needed to be present when. The movie was finished and everybody's clearing out. Um, It must have been like under 45 minutes. So it might be considered a documentary short. That's all I know about it. I don't know anything else.
0: Hey, man, I still can't wait to watch it. I mean, I still have the the Raptors Championship DVD, which was pretty short, too. Honestly, it was like an hour and ten. And it was just like slow motion clips. Like for 45 right. minutes really that's so, amazing I, yeah it was the movie <laughs> 300 <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah right uh oh man all right well i i also want to give you a chance to because I, we all know that you're the movie buff here and you just watched the movie called the uh, uncut gems which is yes. I, I, don't, I don't know much about it but uh what you've been telling me and and, Dre, and jay that this is very basketball related too can you explain
1: oh god yes okay so if you don't know the Safdie brothers uh the Safdie brothers worked on this previous film called Good Time, which stars Robert Pattinson, and was like a, a nerve-wracking film. So his or their rather uh, big follow-up film to this one was Anka Gems, something they've been working on since 2009, which makes Good Time look like a walk in the park in comparison, and that's a fantastic film. This is like the most nerve-wracking film I've seen in years. And it stars Adam Sandler and a bunch of other actors and actresses Playing against type, which is a a term in the field where if you get somebody who's very good at one thing, they're playing the complete opposite. So like a Mary Tyler Moore playing a villainous character in Ordinary People, or Henry Fonda playing a stone cold killer in Once Upon a Time in the West. So people who are doing things that are not supposed to. So Adam Sandler here is not really a funny character. He's like he's like this sleaze bag that works in the diamond district of New York. And he's got a gambling problem. So basically it's how his business, his love life, his family, his side affairs, everybody is jeopardized because of his compulsion to gamble. And we start off the film with him already in serious debt. So this film takes place in 2012. And it's very interesting because a good portion of it, and the Safdie brothers are massive Knicks fans, a good portion of the film, and I'm talking about like heavily involves the Eastern uh, semi-playoff run against the Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics. Now, one of the actors, speaking of people performing out of their element, is none other than Kevin Garnett playing himself as Kevin Garnett during the playoff run. And one of the subplots is how he trades his 2008 championship ring as collateral for one of the titular Uncut Gems, which is like this this black opal from from Africa. So, I
0: think this, it's from this Ethiopia. Isn't a, this isn't a true story, though, right? Like KG, did KG actually do that? No. Okay, no, no, it's,
1: it's not a true story. But so much of the film, because of Adam Sandler, his name is um, Howard Ratner, so much of Howard's gambling compulsion is hell-bent, decided on, by the Celtics game. So, you're actually watching portions of the game, and it's like, I'm betting on Garnett to score a double-double, this and this, and this is what's going to happen. So for somebody like you, Jay, it's so stats-heavy. So much play-by-play <laughs> obsession. And that the weird thing is, that's not even the basis of the film solely. There's so much other stuff, like all these other compulsions and ties and things happening at once. This is just one of the subplots, but oh my god, first off, Kevin Garnett, without question, is one of the better athletes turned actors i've ever seen
0: i would assume so too i feel like he would be really good in film i don't know why he just has something about his charisma i feel like he would be such a good actor
1: yeah and and in 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 this film you know in interviews he was saying that it came to him naturally because you know he he had to don the the 2012 beard that he had you know like the little chin scraps that he has Kevin Garnett's my favorite player by the (laughs) way (laughs) of all time so i'm not trying to be too mean he's my all-time favorite player i love the guy um You know he he brought that back. You know he was wearing the jersey. They were talking about the game, so he said, "You know, I felt natural. I was myself. As if this happened during that playoff run, I felt like I was myself." So his acting is so natural, and you know how he like sways his hands back and forth. And he he's like me. He's like a motor mouth. He is so natural here, in a way that so many athletes just aren't able to capture. I would love to see him do more work because. In a film that's this high strung With so much stuff happening A bad performance Could dull the adrenaline Like you know everybody's screaming Everybody's shouting Hey Howard what happened to my ring Like it would kill it But Kevin Garnett because he's just Such an electric kind of personality Adds to it And even like his slight dramatic chops Are just so good You know like comparing us to like I don't know. There's just so many other actor or athlete turned actor performances that just don't really hold up that Mm -hmm. it's almost like video game adaptations turn into movies. You just kind of give up on the idea. No, I'm saying like, this is the best since Ray Allen and his acting debut. This is just, it's so
0: good. He is so good. That's awesome. I think uh, with that being said, I think we should do uh, one trivia where you, you can, Dre, you can like, Give us a clue on a couple of movies, and then we can try to decipher which athlete or which basketball player were was turned actor or something like that. That that'd be kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, we could do that around Oscar season. I'll set so. up a uh, yeah an, an athlete. Uh, perhaps I'll toss in quotes, uh plot lines, that kind of thing, and you can guess who it was. And uh, well, the the film could be like a like an anecdote, but like which act with a, which athlete turned actor did this so. Yeah, let's set that up around yeah, Oscar season.
0: It, Oscar season what, February?
1: Yeah, it's it's a little earlier this year, so you're looking at February for sure.
0: Dope. All right. Well, fans, look out for that. Thank you, uh, Dre, because you are a movie buff. I can't wait to watch some Uncut Gems, and I'm sure Jays are already searching up the torrent right now.
1: Highly
2: recommend.
1: Don't torrent it. Do not hurt. watch <laughs> this. Watch this in theaters. It 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 deserves it deserves all the money that it's getting. It's coming out around Christmas time. It's opening nice. a fifth ballet box for you, follow uh, Toronto listeners and the states. It's already opened opened uh, limited release. Please see this film in theaters. It's visually stunning. The music is nuts. You're going to have a heart attack. It's that thrilling. Please wow. see it in the theater. All
0: right. How's you that? sold me. Uncut gems. Let's go. Yeah, let's Scene go points together. right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're not going to get them from TIFF, though. But, <laughs> oh, right, 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 right.
0: Yeah, you're right, right. <laughs> but when it comes
1: around Christmas time at TIFF, we should, all three of us should go see it.
0: Absolutely. Let's do it. Book it. Book it. All right. So uh, I'm I'm glad we got to talk about that. All um, right. For, for our next thing. I wanted to j- give this opportunity for Jay and Dre to kind of uh, out some grievances. Is that what, it, what it's time, called? Time to take, time to take a backseat there So I don't. OK, I just want to say that I, if there is ever a show that I've loved and watched from my entire childhood, it would be The Simpsons. If we can ever right. do some sort of Simpsons related with, with basketball, we please are let down. me do that. I, I'm 100 percent that I will lead all of that. But Up to you, the- Fishbulb. Yes, right? <laughs> uh, but when it comes to Seinfeld, I've never watched an episode. Uh, not that I don't intend to. I just don't know if I should or even get into it because like, it's so vast, right? I'm, I'm assuming Seinfeld is like an in incredibly long seasons and there's a lot of episodes. So I don't know if I should get into it, but maybe I will. Maybe you guys can, can uh, give me some episodes. But I've heard about this grievances thing. I've heard about this Festivus, festivus. thing. Festivus for the le- rest of us. I'm going to let you guys deal with this. I have no idea what you guys are talking <laughs> about. <laughs> Dre, All right. you drive this one. In other words, I. Uh, so if you guys don't, if listeners too, if you guys don't know what Festivus is either, and you're in the same boat as I am, I'm hoping that, Jay Dre, you can kind of explain it to me and the guys and girls who don't know about Festivus. Can yeah. you kind of explain it via Raptors slash NBA? Could you do that?
1: Oh, that actually makes it harder. Um. But I'll I'll try my best. So if you haven't watched Seinfeld before, and actually, I think it's like the last season that bring up Festivus, which is peculiar because you're like, where has it been for the entire series? But Festivus comes from the Costanza family, George Costanza, which is, um, you know, like the most irate character in the film. You see why early in the series, because his family is a bunch of screaming nutbags. Like they're just like permanently toxic and always yelling at each other, threatening divorce. Um, Screaming at dinner over trivial things So, obviously, Frankenstein, the patriarchal figure um, Played by Jerry Stiller Created a holiday called Festivus Festivus for the rest of us So, it's supposed to be like an additional holiday During the holiday season Where everything's a little bit different Instead of a Christmas tree, you have an aluminum pole Instead of wrapping gifts You have the feats of strength where you wrestle one another And the most popular item is the airing of grievances, which is like the airing of dirty laundry outside of your window. So instead of telling your loved ones that you love them, this is your opportunity to tell them why you hate them in a way that you haven't been able to the the rest of the year. So like, hey, actually, Patty, the way you chew with your mouth open, I don't like that. So that's what the airing of grievances is. So uh, I guess we thought let's do that with basketball related stuff what has been on our chest that we can uh, that we can grieve and 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 say to the world and finally feel some relief from no feats of strength though I'm not so you, touching so one you're of you're me. not no you're not like
0: <laughs> you're not like trying to pick a fight or anything like that you're just like something that's been holding you back with your loved ones or something you're just it's like gonna result
1: to... in a fight but like yeah basically the feats of strength is the fight so uh, yeah uh, eventually okay, they okay. Be give fighting. me give
0: me an example give me an example Okay, so like uh,
1: NBA or just in general NBA.
2: No, let's go. with Let's try try to stick with Raptors. Yeah. Like, if okay. you If you can't, then go with uh, NBA.
1: Okay, so even though I don't necessarily feel this, um, an example would be Masai. I love you. I hate what you did with DeRozan. That was cold, and you should feel bad. That that turned you from family man into a businessman. I don't like that. That's an airing of grievance. I don't agree with that though. That's just an example that I think a lot of people could feel. So.
0: Okay. Okay. See where I've
2: you're coming. Got, I've from. I've got one. I've got one. I'll help with this. Nick Nurse, I don't know what nude photos your Pat McCaw is holding against <laughs> you, but I don't know why you are playing him anything more than garbage time minutes. I don't know why i are playing McCaw. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that okay? That's a hot take. That that's an airing of grievances, Jason. You think you got the um, idea? Um.
0: Okay. Tell me if I'm getting this right. Uh, F- Freddie. Okay, so I'm thinking that he's on the dinner table during Christmas. Uh, Freddie Venville, why do you keep on uh, pounding the ball or dribbling the ball, <laughs> dribbling the air out the ball?
1: I, ha- I hate doing go. that. I
0: hate it when you do that. Is that something? There I- you go. Okay, I'm kidding. Okay, okay. Give me another one. I like this. This is fun.
1: Okay, so like, okay, what's one that I actually feel? Um, okay, Kyle Lowry. Uh, we brought this up in the last episode, but Kyle Lowry, those f- buckets, you got to stop. Because when it's on a <laughs> bucket, it <laughs> up the game. And we can't do that. It's so annoying when we have a good run and it gets stopped by a careless shot. I love you, Kyle Lowry, but please stop.
2: Hey, Kyle, you got to really stop with asking. Not everything t- is a foul. It's all right. Relax on <laughs> oh, that.
1: Okay. We're all picking up on Kyle Lowry now. Jeez. <laughs> I feel okay. bad. I feel bad for leading the way.
0: <laughs> um, ooh uh next target <laughs> i know right okay i feel okay how about this how about this okay nba refs if you don't want to be challenged why give us the coach's challenge if you don't want to be proven wrong why give us the fact that we can prove you wrong without actually proving you wrong how about mm. that Not bad, oh, that, works. That. Okay. that
1: works okay that works you know what we sound like though before we continue we we sound like uh, Frank Costanza complaining to Steinbrenner. It's like, why did you get rid of Jake Uniform? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh whose turn is it for airing or grievances? Is it mine? Okay. Um Okay. What's I think doing? we can go one
0: more round. One more round. Yeah, yeah
1: w- one more. Let's make it super spicy. Not 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 necessarily spicy pee. Oh, but...
0: Okay. Okay. I got one. I got one. Oh right, shoot. Go ahead. Oh. All right. Raptors fans. Raptors fans who are at the game. At halftime, oh. get back in your damn seats. <laughs> Before the, the third quarter. Quarters, holy crap. Be, do you really want to spend $12 on an overpriced beer? Do you really? the the If you're going to go to Washroom, go midway in the second quarter. Just come back in the third quarter. Come on. It's
2: embarrassing, man. Come on. It's embarrassing on. to come back at halftime and see no seats. You're yeah, on
1: TV. Right? We can see you.
0: Oh god okay that's i think (laughs) i think i i killed it with that one yeah especially because you've 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 targeted
1: more people than a specific player so there you go you really put yourself in the hot seat um
2: okay jay jay do you have any others or uh this is more because i can't think of a better one but matt thomas you're the best shooter in the entire damn world shoot the ball more man be more aggressive (laughs) okay okay Uh, i've got to
1: come up with one more uh, airing of grievances Do I have any? Um, well, I, I feel bad because the guy's injured But Marcus Gasol <laughs> Marcus Gasol You gotta shoot more Because I know you're doing a little better But in, you're, you're a little on and off with this You gotta shoot more consistently Because the one or two times you shoot You're either gonna miss And no one's gonna guard you Or everybody's on top of you So you don't have a chance So more than three points a game consistently would be stellar.
2: And fix your damn hamstring.
1: Yeah. Oh, that, that is not his fault, though. That's Aww. why I didn't bring that up.
0: Like, fix your hamstring.
1: I think he bumped it on a desk, though. Like, and now it suddenly moves like this. I, like, I don't know.
0: Oh, I feel like if you're that big, you're going to bump into everything.
1: That was, was a that Seinfeld even... reference, by the way, which we're oh, trying to really? toss in. Yeah, See, we're trying to
0: toss it up, but uh, it's when George bumps his
1: elbow on it, or he pretends to bump his elbow on his, on his desk for Lloyd Braun. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it's a good show. You should watch it.
0: I'm going uh, to keep tossing in lines. If I could insert a GIF of like like going way over my head, that's what I would do. For every yeah. every side
2: every single <laughs> yeah reference but, that you're but not but
0: having. but Jason, these are
1: these are load bearing walls here. They're not gonna come down. There you go. See, inserting gif. Keep Insert, that's like GIF. the seventh one. I think I've done. I've been doing them throughout the episode. Very, so yeah,
2: very very solid. <laughs> um, but like keep all, it, And you know what? It feels great. It feels great to air out these grievances. You feel like you got it off your chest. But the great part is that's not how this episode is going to end, Jason. No. We are going to end off on a very high
0: note. Yes, sir. You know what? Before we do that, let's take a break and we'll come back. After we aired off all of our grievances, let's just take a break. Okay. Compose ourselves. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore dealmaking across sports, media, and entertainment
1: My friend Bob Sakamano has a bunch of those. Yeah, they have a, a factory in Detroit. You know, they they went out of style, but now they're coming back.
0: That's solid. <laughs> You're out of place oh, right yeah.
2: now. I- no.
1: <laughs> it's a festivist for the
2: rest of us, Jason. It's Except for, for
1: Art Vandalay. Art Vandalay is not privy <laughs> to this.
0: Oh man. oh I, I have a, I have a quick story. It's it, it kind of pertains to this, but I used to work okay. at the Fan Five Ninety as board ops and one of the uh hosts, I think it was no, it's not his name wasn't George Russick. No. Anyways, uh he was all up in the Seinfeld and he wanted to do the festivist. So I come into my shift and he's like, Okay, Jason, this is what I want you to do. And he started to name off all these Seinfeld references, and I was just like my blank face. I was like, I don't know what the <laughs> hell you're talking about. And he was so disappointed. So this is what I feel. Sweet fancy Moses. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! (laughs) Okay, keep on coming. But before before Drake continues or until Drake keeps Jay keeps on encouraging Drake to, uh, we're gonna end off this pod with something special. Again, it is uh, the holiday season, and no matter if you're celebrating Christmas or or anything else that comes at this time, because I'm I'm not very religious, so I don't know what else besides Christmas. Um, This is a time for us to kind of reflect and kind of think back, and especially the fact that it's the end of a decade. It's kind of crazy how it's going to be 2020 in uh, less than two weeks. Uh, but I thought it would be kind of cool to talk about some top moments of the last decade, and I know that if you if you guys have noticed a lot on on Twitter or Instagram that a lot of people are talking about the best highlights and the best plays. And don't get me wrong, that's really really that's awesome, and I love talking about the shot uh, like the next person. But I thought it'd be kind of cool if we thought we talked about our top plays when it comes to the Raptors, uh, but personally or or professionally or anything that has to do with your top. three moments of the decade when it comes to the raptors so again this could be anything and uh it could be it could be a play that totally stuck with you and i'm going to spoil it uh one of them is what is some moments not just plays but some moments pertaining to the raptors that of the last decade that really stuck out to you so um yeah i mean who wants to start again we'll go around we'll go around the table uh one top three moments um if one of you guys want to start you, or or do you want me to start?
2: Maybe if you, you can should take start.
0: Off for us, yeah. Yeah, Okay. Go for it. So yeah. one the the one of the top 3 moments for me in this past decade is uh, and again, I'm I'm going to talk about things that kind of stuck with me the most. Uh for, for some reason, I don't know if you guys remember this. I want to say it was 2016. I should have researched this more, but honestly, I I can't remember. I just it, it was just a feeling I I I felt. Do you remember that time when Amir Johnson uh bought a whole bunch of Drake albums and he handed it out at Young and Dundas? Uh vaguely. Do you guys remember that at all? No? Vaguely. So basically he I, I So you were pretty, talking
2: about the movies, right?
0: No, no, no. I'm talking about I'm not talking about a movie. Albums. I'm talking about um an album. So so oh, he oh, okay. so Amir Johnson went to like uh, an HMV when it was still around and he like bought uh, cases in cases of the new Drake album that came out that year. And then just started handing it out to fans. And can you imagine just being at young and Dundas? And I, again, I, I wasn't there. I just saw this, saw this, uh, on, on social media, but he was just like out there and about, uh, giving free CDs because one, he loved Drake and two, because he loved being in Toronto and it was just incredible. And then there was this one moment where he gave it to a fan and is just this old, uh, it was this old Chinese man uh, who doesn't understand English very well and, and, and he he doesn't know who Drake was basically. So Amir Johnson gives it to this man and then this man is like, uh, thank you. I don't really know what I'm going to do with it. It, just, it was just so genuine and cute because I thought about my own dad. And I thought about if he was downtown and seeing this uh, extremely tall gentleman give him a CD that he's never seen before. I want to know. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what my dad would do too. <laughs> He'd probably like give it to me or my sister or something and I don't know I just thought that that moment stuck with me so much because it was like I'm I'm just glad when uh players outside of Canada of course or or from Canada as well come to this this city and play for this city knowing that it's not just a city but it's a country and to be part of like the the city itself and be one with the fans and and just like just go about his way and give out CDs just because he wanted to like it was just such an incredible moment that's what that's one of the top moments for me in a decade again it's not a not a play it's not it's just something personal for some reason i thought it was such it was such a cool moment by Amir Johnson. Amir Johnson, if you're listening, thank you for that, bro.
1: Yeah, no wonder why Drake keeps hitting platinum so quickly It's because Amir Johnson is just buying He buys like six
0: hundred at a time. Yeah. <laughs> even even on hype, other man.
1: teams, he's like he's like, Hey, I gotta I gotta buy them Drake albums for you but it's like we're not even in Toronto anymore. It's like it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're getting Scorpion, you getting Scorpion. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's a good. that's a great pick though, because it uh, shows on... Um, the camaraderie that Toronto has, not just with its players amongst players, but players in the city. So like even somebody like Kawhi who who left still loved it here and loved the people that were here. So I think that's a great example, especially because if you're like I feel like Amir Johnson is one of those players that kind of got lost in the in the annals of um of Toronto Raptors history. But here's somebody like you bringing him up again. Good on you, Jason. Thanks, man. Wrong. No Should I go next or Go for it? Okay, mine's a little bit more Pessimistic, but I'll go into it. So, um, people know me by Dre, but that's because my full birth name is Andreas, but that's the English pronunciation. It's actually Andrea. I think you can see where this is going. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to go back to when it was it 2012 2013 when the first executive decision? that a relatively unknown dude at the time named Masai Ujiri did, which was to get rid of Andre Bargnani. First off, the teasing finally stopped. Yes! I could no longer go to games and people be like, hey, you're you're named the same thing as this guy. All right, all right. Hey, Bargnani. So that stopped. (laughs) And it also doesn't help that my last name starts with a B as well and is, is European sounding. So that does not help. So uh, the Bargnani comments stopped. But as a less selfish reason, we saw we were a floundering team that couldn't get this monkey off our back that Masayu Ujiri immediately did one of the things that we've been trying to do for ages because there was a lot to clean up. But the biggest problem was the amount of money that this kid was making, and he just wasn't showing results. He wasn't a first-round draft pick. He was at best maybe, like, in the second round, decent in terms of quality. So that first executive decision was was proof that things were going to be all right. And guess what? It led us to here. So uh, no disrespect to you, Brennani. I hope you're doing all right wherever you are. But that, to me, was like, this decade's going to be all right. Because when, when it started, it didn't look that way. But that's when I knew, at Kendrick Lamar, I knew that we're going to be all right. That's not a Seinfeld reference. Kendrick Lamar was not around during Seinfeld,
2: so. <laughs> uh, I, man, you guys are really hitting it with the uh, the personal stuff because my moments are have zero personal connection. It's all but, just highlights.
0: But the, but the thing is that's that's how you per- perceive it, though, right? Because like I, these moments, these highlights are probably that you remember them so well, and that's what makes it personal too. Like the fact that we're talking about Raptor is be- it's because that we love talking about them because we it hits us on a personal level. If the highlights if all these highlights are you remember where you were, how you felt, what, you've, what you how you reacted. Yo, that's personal. I want to hear it, bro. Yeah.
2: Well, well let, let me just, let's just clarify the order of this. Like, are you guys going to still go with
0: you still have more to more highlights to go over? I have a highlight and then I have something else. Yes, so have I have two. a
1: highlight and a personal one. Yeah. Left.
2: All right. All right. So I will save I do have a personal one, but I'll okay. save that one for the next round.
0: Okay. okay.
2: And for highlight, I'm going to go with the Ross, Terrence Ross dunk on Kenneth Fareed. Yeah. 2014.
0: Way by Amir Johnson. 8 seconds. Terrence Ross going right at Kenneth Fareed with the throwdown. down. Oh, Terrence Ross just did
1: that.
2: Terrence Ross just did this
0: over the animal. That was my highlight. <laughs> oh, there yo. you go. The, so I that's my, that's what. Yeah, I absolutely. Oh, so I'll, I'll go with you, Jay. I'll go with you because that's my number two. That yo,
2: that, I lost it. I absolutely like that was one. Oh of those, my like, god! It, it, lo- watching it live, like I mean not live, but like on TV was was insane. But then yeah. you, you see the, the replay, and then you see the image like the the image of that of that dunk was outstanding because like the angle in which he's cocking it back Mm -hmm. and where Farid is and how far he is from the rim and you know that it ends in a dunk like it's insane Mm -hmm. so that's my non-personal one
0: absolutely man I I, this a snowy day in January 2014 that dunk I'm not I'm not kidding you man I, I mean everyone has their own list not just one of the best dunks I've ever seen as a Raptor fan, like four Raptors. That must have been one of the best dunks I've ever seen ever, ever in game. Like the speed that he was going at, the bench reaction, the the swag that he didn't like do it. Like, I, I don't think he ever even flexed or anything like that. It was just even the Denver crowd was like, oh, my oh, my God. Oh, my what? What the hell just happened? Like that dunk was furious against against a really good shot blocker too, and kenneth Reed. like oh that's that's definitely one of my top moments of the decade four hands down
1: yeah you both hit the nail on that i I have nothing else to add to that the dunk speaks for itself i
2: i see well i mean since you did have this lined up i mean my my if that i would consider that my one a my one b would have been 2018 DeRozan dunk on on Tolliver that was just
0: oh uh, uh, yeah oh yeah I, I, don't, know never, I don't know if this, I've ever
2: screamed loud enough on a dunk uh, the Ross
0: was, one was a little bit insane. cleaner though I think it was it was
2: it was cleaner it was just yeah. DeRozan's had a different effect being you know because it, it was a tight game you know that's true that that should have been the game winner but yeah that was that was something else yeah
0: Yeah, no, 100%. All right, well, I already gave you my second top moment, which was the same as Jay's first top moment, um, which is the Terrence Ross Monster Duck. So it's off to you, Dre. What about you? What's your second top moment of the decade? Uh,
1: I'm actually not prepared. Uh, No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. (laughs) I, I I have one specific game that was possibly my favorite of the entire decade. Picture this. The Raptors in the playoffs. 2015 I believe it was Game 7 In the conference semis Against the Miami Heat And we know what it's like For game 7 for the Raptors We struggle and we struggle And then we just miss the boat Especially against Wayne Wade And the Miami Heat A pretty furious Miami Heat We had Dang back then, Winslow, Dragic Johnson completing the starting lineup Josh Richardson Josh McRoberts, this uh, this wasn't some kind of scrub team. And we completely destroyed them. <laughs> the final score isn't even indicative of what happened. 116-89, that's what happened when we tossed on our bench warmers. DeLon Wright was finally seeing minutes at that point, And the guy was like, you know, fresh out of high school almost. This was us obliterating... A very coveted team that was supposed to go through to the next round and we were finally not choking against any team in the playoffs in the game seven we killed it and it was exciting the i i think it was in miami right and like were the fans leaving earlier was that it was in toronto right i don't i don't remember I
0: don't, yeah i
2: don't no, I do. that was in toronto it was, was in
1: toronto, toronto. okay Uh, Because I feel like there were Miami fans that were leaving early But the Toronto fans were like so loud And so nuts There was dunk after dunk Three after three The Heat were trying their best But it just wasn't enough Like I'm pretty sure Yeah, even early on Like, you know, it was a pretty It was kind of neck and neck We were leading by a bit But it was that fourth quarter Mm -hmm. Where they ran out of gas And we kicked their ass Mm -hmm. You know, we had Biombo at the time we had uh, Damari Carroll, Patterson, Lowry, DeRozan to start off the five. We had familiar faces like Ross, jo- Corey Joseph, uh, Norman Powell, and DeLon Wright were still so new at the time. Lucas Naguera was still so new at the time. Little did we know that some of these faces were going to be huge. Yep. Like, oh, my God, that game was just one of the most exhilarating I've ever seen as a Raptors fan. That's awesome, man.
0: If I'm going to give my uh, third or final top moment – Um, It has to be in 2010, 2011, when I worked uh, as a fan patrol for the Raptors. Uh, I was just uh, so young, so very young, so nervous, and I got to meet some wicked, wicked people. Jay, you're 100% one of them, Uh, and everyone else that was there that kind of just took me under the wing, and it was just so much fun. I got to be... In the arena, every single game, all the forty-one games, uh, we got to throw out, you know, t-shirts. We got to interact. I remember uh, before every game, we got to be there two hours in advance, and then I remember I was the guy who who like put on, I strapped in this like mini 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 net. That was like kind of like a backpack almost. And then so we would go on to the second level and then we would give the ball, this ball to like the kids or something that they shoot on the hoop that was like strapped to my back. (laughs) And it was just like, it was just a lot of fun and a lot of fun. And then basically I got to meet, I got to meet such good, such great people. And then which led me to Jay, which basically led me to do this podcast. So it, it like all kind of stems to that. And basically that 2010, 2011 season, I knew that because my love affair with with the Raptors was already second to none, I got to work for them, which was awesome. Awesome. I basically got to get paid by the Raptors, which is incredible. And then now I just, even if it was just a small sh- uh, short period of time because the next season was the lockout season, um, we it was just it was just so great. Um, I got to I, I got to see Kobe Bryant uh, warm up uh, you know front and center and nice. yeah, it was it was just an incredible, incredible moment. So personally, getting to work for the Raptors as a fan patrol, um in 2010 2011 i got to meet jay got to meet chris walder i know you guys know who he is uh but yeah man that for me that's that's one if not the most top moment for as as a raptor fan uh of this past decade
2: yeah you know what i'm actually gonna jump ahead of dre on this and and agree with you on that because that that jives with what i want to say as well in terms of of that experience you know working game ops um and you know a lot of people will ask and they probably asked you the same thing, Jason. It's like, you know, what was it like to work for the Raptors and whatever? And you know, the the obvious answer is that the best part of it was that you got to watch games and you were actually getting paid to do it. Right. But for me, the the benefit there wasn't a single moment that really jumps out. It was just I always enjoyed that there was like a 10 to 15 minute stretch between when we were done prepping for what we were going to do during the game. And when the gates were actually open, there was a 10 to 15 minute stretch Mm -hmm. where we could, we had free time and we went out to the floor and we would watch whoever's on the floor warming up. And, you know, three, three people really stood out to me. One, uh, was how big Dwight Howard's shoulders were. Oh yeah. Uh, two was witnessing, um, James Harden's beard in like looking <laughs> at that thing is just you can't stop staring at it and finally it's like finally, a, it's like a
0: black hole you just can't it going. is
2: you just get lost in it like yeah. just looking at it, you <laughs> yeah. get lost in it and then finally um watching Ray Allen warm up he's exactly as you would imagine you know in terms of the the precision the the the, the timeliness everything is a very much a routine to him and it's just to watch see that live and in person like it was i'll never forget that
1: yeah i've got a those are all fantastic fantastic um experiences that you had and i'm glad that you ended off in such a such a sentimental note because my my one is also one of sentimentality um this decade i kind of lost touch with basketball in general because, or in the earlier portions anyway, because I was doing a lot of my studies. I was wrapping up my undergrad at York University, and eventually I was doing my master's at Ryerson. So I lost a lot of touch with that. You know, you can only have so many hobbies at once, so I devoted my time to music and movies, and that's basically all that I, that I could do. So getting back into the swing of things around the middle of the decade was great, and then refamiliarizing myself with all of these playoff runs that we were doing even though we kept getting clipped by the calves um, my moment was last year uh, like a year ago a couple of days ago um, i was able to go to my first game in a very long time and i did so with my girlfriend it was our fourth year anniversary
0: oh amazing man. Um, congratulations brother
1: yeah, thank you. Well, now it's five years, so I mean, there you go. So uh, it was a four- fourth year anniversary. I wanted to see this team in person, and it was against the Nuggets. We we didn't end up winning. Um, we we almost lost even more than we were supposed to because of that crazy Jokic buzzer beater with one hand from like half court that should have counted, but luckily it didn't. Um, but it was getting to see this team I was re-familiarizing myself with um, my girlfriend is very um, she's very patient with me and loves when I geek out over movies, music, and basketball. So she was very open to this. She saw a different side of me with this game, uh, mm-hmm. me yelling at the refs, but hey, that's part of it. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, um, getting to see this arena not change one bit outside of its name, the Scotiabank Arena, formerly their Canada Centre, and seeing this crowd, these ads on the jump, It was like all those adult years that I spent working and studying, just it's as if none of them happened. I was a kid again, and I've seen these players that I loved, and being able to share that with the love of my life was just fantastic. So that's got to be my moment being able to bond with my younger self and with my girlfriend in the same game. It was just fantastic.
2: That's amazing, man. Um, you know, I think we, we should be wrapping up here, but I did want to throw in one bonus one because, you know, none of us have really talked about, um, the championship and I know that the championship mm-hmm. is kind of like a, um, a, a segment or a, a whole set of special moments for each of us on their own. So I just really want to deal with this moment and just say that for me, it was, um, it was actually in game five of the finals. I know we lost, <laughs> but when, <laughs> when Kawhi went on that 10 run, run uh, in the middle of the fourth quarter and, you know, it I, I, I can't describe, I mean, I'm sure you guys were feeling the same thing. Like it, you, you can't really describe what that feels like when it's like you're about to reach the ultimate goal. Ultimately we didn't, at least not that day, but like I was watching that game. I remember I set out to watch it with my dad who, you know, I've, He's the reason why I love basketball. And we were celebrating. It was like we were, you know, kind of like similar to what you were saying, Dre. I was like a kid again. So um, that 10-0 run, just uh, nothing will ever beat that for me, even though we ended up actually winning the championship a couple of days later. But uh, I, I I, can't describe what that feeling was like. And uh, I'll cherish that, even though we, we lost that game.
1: Yeah, well, I mean... The Superman run, you know, it's still exciting regardless. And it's still why you love the sport, even though the end result, right? Um, for me, I just have to go with this shot. You know, I was watching the game with my family. Um, and, yeah, my dad is, is the same person that brought uh, my, my sisters and I up on the sport. So it was fantastic to see, um, you know, with my earlier entry, you know, my point was I, watched, I went to a lot of games with my dad when I was younger because, you know, we had the time. And uh, the Raptors weren't champions, so they were the tickets were a little bit cheaper. Um, but uh, you know, we were there when that other Philly buzzer beater didn't happen. So, um, or you know, we were watching like the, the the home games of that series. So to see that shot with with my family, and it go and it went in. I mean, I'm pretty vocal during sports, but I was like running around the room like I'm sure everybody else was. Like, it was like the craziest moment as a Raptors fan. And obviously, for me personally, nothing supersedes it. We've talked about it to death. You know the shot. You can't describe it better than just watching it. It's the shot. That's my pick.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you could, you could go through the entire championship run and pick moments and moments and moments and all of them could be top that's why it was so important for for me to describe that you know what we don't have to talk about uh the championship run because that's kind of obvious but when it comes to if we could pick a top moment from that championship run for me uh i i would have to say the the steal by lowry in uh, against the Milwaukee Bucks. And then he passed it. It was a fast break and he passed it behind him to Kawhi Leonard and he, Kawhi dunks it with his left hand on top of Giannis Adekumo's head. Yep. That, I don't even, oh my god. I mean, I, I don't know how I reacted. It was like an outer body experience because, yes, the shot is will live in infamy for the rest of our lives and that was an amazing shot, but it was more like this is our chance to go to the championship. We've all we've been to the conference final. Mm-hmm. And let's be real, even when we were tied with LeBron, there wasn't a chance that we would go make it to the finals. There wasn't a chance. We felt it. We wanted to feel it, but there was no chance. When we with, with that exclamation uh, exclamation mark from Kawhi, it finally hit me the fact that we were going to an NBA finals that I would have never thought in honestly my until I was maybe 50 that I would see Toronto Raptors go my favorite team and of my favorite sport go to an NBA championship. Out of two team, two standing teams of 30 teams, my team is going to be one of them. That's that's why that feeling of, oh my God, we're actually going to do this, that hit me right there and then with that estimation point. That's and why then, I then he dunked say. on him again. So there yeah. you go. Like, yeah, exactly. And it was like, suck on that, But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's there's a there's a lot to unfold here. Um, again, it's uh, it's the holiday season. There's 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 so much to be thankful for. I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful that for our listeners to actually listen to us. And again, for you listeners, definitely, definitely, give us your top three moments of the decade. It could be plays. It could be uh, moments. It could be games it could be anything but i want to hear more than just plays i want to see like what happened in these 10 years in this tenure personally to you uh that has to be raptor related just like you know you could have just like dre going to the tiff uh premiere for surge or jay going to cbc regularly because of the rappers raptors and because he's very handsome but it could be oh, something <laughs> it could be something personal or not or professional or something I want to listen to you I want to, I want to hear you guys thoughts make sure to to tag us on that's a wrap uh, pod on Twitter or email us at thats wrap podcast at gmail.com but again I want to thank you guys uh, I'm not too sure what we're gonna do for the holiday season we might throw in an episode here or there if we're available uh, because we want to talk about that Christmas day game versus Boston uh, but if not I want to say Merry Christmas. I want to say Happy Holidays. And uh, and yeah, man, is, if there's anything else, if there's any more grievances that you guys wanted to, to share, uh, let, let us hear it. Uh, both you guys. I want to know your thoughts.
1: Yes, happy holidays to everybody. Thank you for listening and putting up with... Um, I kind of died off at the end there with the, the Seinfeld references, but I'll try and ca- toss in a couple more. Uh, but just for listening to us, uh, this is why we do it. Uh, we enjoy each other's company, but it's, it's all of you listeners at, at home or on, on transit or wherever you're listening that keep us running. Thank you for letting us discuss Raptors. Uh, whether they're winning or they're losing, we love the team. We love you. And that's it. That's it for me. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah, yeah, and honestly, what a year it's been. Like, I know it's, we're wrapping up the decade, but this year specifically, you think about this time last year, we were not champions. We did not have Marcus Gasol. Mm-hmm. Not that we, there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd I rather be you a did champion. There. Um, but yeah, uh, what a year it's been. I uh, can't wait to see what happens in the next decade. Um, but yeah, happy new year to everyone. Happy holidays. Be safe. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah.
0: There you go. And uh, last time for the decade, Dre, or maybe next time, I'm not too sure. But for now, Dre, where <laughs> can we find you, bro?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs. Um, you can find me uh, at my film editorial and review website, Films Fatale, filmsfatale.com, where you can read my reviews of movies and i'm going through all of the best picture winners from the academy awards um i'm stuck in the 90s we're almost at the end we're almost in, in the 21st century and yeah serenity now and Sanity later jay where can we find you
2: <laughs> you did manage to get two more in there okay so uh yeah you can catch me uh on twitter at Rosalisaurus. uh you can find this pod and my weekly wrap-up article uh on raptors hq um we might not uh it doesn't sound like we'd be able to do any podcasts for the remainder of this year um but you still can catch my weekly article every monday so you can catch me there jay over to you
0: so uh and again you can find us at that's rep pod on twitter find us at uh, that's rep podcast at gmail.com if you want to give us an email shoot us up there uh and if you're trying to find uh, us on any of your podcasters make sure you check out raptors hq because that is our home base again i want to have all of us uh happy holidays be safe uh hang out with your loved ones and i guess air out some grievances until then that's a wrap